Let us pray as we prepare to study God's living word. Father, open your word to our hearts and our hearts to your word and give us grace to receive it, to understand it and to obey it for the glory of Christ our Lord. Amen. Many people, I'm sure, will know the tale of Robert the Bruce and the Spider. Bruce was a great Scottish soldier and patriot who not only defied the oppressive English for years, but in 1314 defeated the English army at the Battle of Bannockburn. When someone becomes a national hero, all sorts of tales are told about them, some true, some not quite so true. So this may well be a superstitious story started in order to capture the public imagination and to promote Bruce in legend. What we do know is that Robert the Bruce was in a hopeless situation, hiding on an island off the west coast of Scotland, aware that most of his beloved homeland was in the hands of those who were determined to kill him if they could find him. Added to this, many of his trusted followers had been captured and executed, and his own wife and sisters had been imprisoned by the English King Edward. Bruce probably spent many times, many hours, pondering and planning on what to do. The legend has it that he was sitting in a cave one day when his attention was caught by a spider trying to spin its web. It seems that the spider failed time after time in its goal. Bruce is said to have exclaimed that if the spider could succeed, then so could he. The spider finally succeeded and Bruce is said to have taken heart once more and continued in his struggles against his and his country's oppression. This legend has for centuries been used as an encouragement to those who might be struggling with something, for them to try, try and try again, to persevere in their purpose and aim without giving up, just as the spider is alleged to have done with the building of its web. In our reading from Luke 18, verses 1 to 8, Jesus tells his disciples a parable to teach them and us about prayer. He gives his reason for this story in verse 1, to show them that they should always pray and not give up. This parable doesn't just tell us, but it shows us the power of persistent prayer. First, we have the persistent widow, and all that we know about her is that she was poor and powerless. How do we know this? Well, because in ancient times, all widows were poor and powerless. Without a husband to provide and protect them, widows were considered some of the most vulnerable people in society. Without means to provide for themselves, they were often forced to beg and were constantly at the mercy of others. Next, we have the unjust judge. We don't know how, when or why he became a judge, but we do know that he was rich and powerful. How? 
because all judges in ancient times were rich and powerful. And we also know that in spite of his honourable office, he lacked an honourable character, with Jesus even going as far to note that he neither feared God nor cared about other people. And finally, we have the adversary. We don't know where they came from or how they got their unknown hold over the widow. The oppressed widow kept coming before the judge with the same plea. Over and over again, she kept repeating the same request. Grant me justice against my adversary, seemingly making this plea every day without fail. For a while, she was met with opposition. The woman's status as a widow prevented her from getting justice. She didn't have the money to buy justice, and she didn't have any influential friends to intervene and try to twist the judge's arm. She was completely at the mercy of the judge. And this judge, quite frankly, couldn't care less about people, let alone true justice. The unjust judge refused the widow's request for a long time, but she was not deterred. What she may have lacked in power and position, she more than made up for in persistence and perseverance. With diligence and determination, she continued to make her daily request. Eventually, the judge realised that she wasn't going to give up. Reasoning with himself, well, even if I don't care a lick about justice, I do care about my sanity. If I don't get this woman off my back, she'll drive me completely crazy. I'll see that she gets justice so that she will leave me alone. Jesus shares this story with us to illustrate that perseverance and persistence pays off. Have you ever experienced this? Can you think of a time when perseverance paid off in your life? Maybe you've been in a situation like Robert the Bruce, or perhaps you've walked in the widow's shoes. After Jesus gave the story, he applied the moral to the discipline of prayer. Yes, perseverance pays off in general, but it especially pays off in prayer. He focuses in on what the unjust judge said. I will see that she gets justice and makes the point that if this unjust judge will ensure that the widow will receive justice, how much more will God hear our prayers and guarantee that his chosen ones, that's you and me, will get justice. When we cry out to him day and night with the same perseverance as the widow, our compassionate God will not put us off. He will hear our prayers and he will gladly answer them. God will not resist the persistent pleas of his children. And Jesus ends this teaching with a provocative rhetorical question. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And this perhaps is an appeal to, to us, his people, to always pray and to never give up. Prayer is one of the greatest acts of faith. Prayer is the exercising of trusting in God instead of in ourselves. 
while we wait for Jesus to return to earth and ultimately to restore justice, we are called upon to show our reliance upon him through persistent prayer. So when Jesus returns without warning, will he find in us face on earth? Do we truly believe that prayer changes things? Do we have enough faith to keep on praying? Jesus doesn't want his disciples to lose heart, and I believe he feels the same way about you and I. And I think that we can be pretty sure that that is Luke's concern, because he is once again the only gospel writer to set down this particular piece of teaching from Jesus. Luke's telling this story so that his readers won't lose heart. Here they are, they've been praying and praying, asking that the kingdom would come, that all of Jesus's promises would come to full fruition before their very eyes. And what do they have to show for it? Persecution, hardship, difficulties, loss of faith, loss of face. And all these things added together can erode faith, not to mention enthusiasm. Why doesn't God intervene? That's what Luke's audience wants to know. And maybe you're asking the same question about the church, about your life, or the lives of others known to you and loved by you, or about the world in which we live. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just catch a glimpse of God's actions in these things? Sometimes it is hard not to lose heart. So Luke tells us about Jesus's story where the point is made that if a ruthless, insensitive and hardened judge will finally hear the persistent petitions of a widow, how much more can we believe and trust that God, who cares for us and has our best interests at heart, will hear the prayers of the persevering prayer? Anyone who's looked after a young child will no doubt recall that sound of the whinge and the cry as the child persistently cries for something. Many times, I'm sure, we simply cave into them and give them what they want just for a piece of bit of peace and quiet. That is not generous giving. That is in order to get something back. In this case, and in the case of the persistent widow, peace and quiet. But fortunately for us, God is a generous giver. God is love. God so longs to do good in our lives that we can believe and trust that God will always answer our prayers, even if on occasion he doesn't answer in the way that we might expect or perhaps wish. God knows better than we do. And so we have to persevere in our prayers in the knowledge that God only wants the best for us. And that calls for faith and trust. Now, of course, prayer is not the only thing that we should persevere with in our service to the Lord. Many have found 
life very tough during this past year of lockdown. And for some that's included difficulties in maintaining a prayer life, study of the Bible and attendance at the church. And sadly, I fear that that may have resulted in some drifting away from their life in Christ as they've been unable to maintain that relationship with God on their own without the support, encouragement and prayers of their fellow Christians. If that perhaps hits home to you as a truth or you're aware of someone in that situation, then please, don't try to struggle on your own any longer, but seek support and encouragement by letting Doug know that, so that we can contact you and spend time with you. The Christian life is a struggle. After all, we were warned that that would be the case. But God has sent his spirit to bring us encouragement, love, support, comfort and peace in those times and places of struggle and difficulty. Those occasions when, like the widow, we feel that everything is against us and no one is listening to us or caring for our plight. However, we can and must take hope that God is not an unjust judge who has no cares for anyone, but is instead a loving, caring, honourable, fair but firm judge who only wants the best for his creation. We need to persevere in our faith. As Paul writes to the Romans, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. And the writer to the Hebrews encourages us to run with perseverance the race marked out for us. In closing, some of us may have to persevere in life with some form of disability or medical condition or relationship that makes life difficult and or causes us to ask the question, why me? Without naming names, there is one person in particular whom I know will be watching this talk on Sunday morning and who I admire and respect hugely for the way that they deal with their disability. They are, to me anyway, an inspiration in the way that they continue to remain close with God through their particular adversity and the difficulties and the exclusion from society they have experienced as a result mm. over the years. Their perseverance in continuing to seek healing and understanding for their situation is an example and an encouragement to us all. I don't know what's going on in your life today, but I do know that while Jesus is away, he wants us to exercise our faith through persistent prayer and action, so that when he returns, 
he will find in us a people of faith and perseverance. So may we each one of us today, wherever we are, however we feel, whatever our state, be challenged to remain persistent in our prayers and our lives of service to him from whom all good things and blessings flow. Will we do it? Will we hang in there? Or may we always remember that persistent prayer and action pays off. And so in faith and trust, may we run with perseverance the race that has been marked out for each one of us, both personally and as Christ's church here in Purley and beyond. Let's pray. O oh God, you are our God, and we long for you. Our whole being desires you. Like a dry, worn-out and waterless land, our souls are thirsty for you. May we see you in the sanctuary. May we see how mighty and glorious you are. Your constant love is better than life itself. And so we will praise you. We will give you thanks as long as we live. We will raise our hands to you in prayer. Our souls will feast and be satisfied. And we will sing glad songs of praise to you. Amen.